I am Sumit Gupta and this is Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams at work and life. This is a podcast for people who know deep inside that there is more. Have you achieved a great deal of success, but on the inside you still feel empty and like an imposter? Do other people see you as a strong leader and you wonder why it still feels so lonely and suffocating? The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. I dare to speak to the tremendous power which you already have rather than what you believe are your strengths and limitations. This podcast is called Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. And this is the Leadership Journey series. I am interviewing leaders with an interesting story to learn how they got where they are today. We all have a lot to learn from each other's stories of where we started, where we are now and our successes and struggles on the way. With this series of interviews, my attempt is to give leaders an opportunity to share their stories and for all of us to learn from their generous sharing. Sandeep is an SVP and Managing Director at RealPage India. He is a seasoned leader and has over 23 years of management experience in tech operations, new initiative management and transformational large deals as well as business and sales operations. In our interview, Sandeep talks about his career as a series of base camps on the way to a summit. He spoke about his learnings from his father, shared his views on leadership and how all leadership starts with being authentic. He also gave some advice on trust, building relationships and putting down the weight or the burden that we unnecessarily put on our shoulders as, as a leader. And to, for those who are listening, this is going to be an inspiration listen for you. Hi, Sandeep. Welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hi, Sumit. Great to be here. Nice talking to you. Same here. It's a pleasure to have you here. And to begin with, for our listeners, can you start by just introducing who you are as a person and then what do you do today? Thanks. Uh, so, you've already introduced my name, but let me probably say that I'm Sandeep Sharma. One of the South of India, even though my lineage and heritage is from up north, Jaipur, Rajasthan. Rather, it's, if, if I need to be very particular, it's a place very close to Bits Lani. I've been in the industry for uh, 24 years, started with a startup to small companies to large organizations. I've consciously uh, been trying to get a 360 degree experience all through my career. Initially, it was not planned, but now it seems to be more planned. Over the last 16, 17 years, I've spent three organizations, which is probably more relevant for the audience. Is instant was an idea where I let the, the global capability center business or financial services sector worked with NatWest where I was heading operations. When I left, I was heading supply chain for India. And then in real pace since the last three and a half years, it's been a fabulous journey. I've totally enjoyed myself. Like I teach saying to every person who joins real pace, it feels like the first day of work. I think our people have given me the energy to do more energy. It's been fruitful being recognized as one of the top companies from the point where RealBage was not even on the vicinity or the roadmap in terms of, we used to call up people and say, this is what we are. Whatever pitch, you are no longer RealBage. 
to a point where we are uh, top 15, 20 companies recognized by Forbes or uh, by great place to work. It's been an incredible and humbling experience. Uh, in terms of personal level, married to the love of my life, who I met in college. She's the head of HR for a firm called Extreme Networks. It's a US-based company. Doing his undergrad uh, from Fulham University, extremely creative like you. He also writes quite a lot and does some interesting photography. And I have two funny children, Gabbar and Banna. Gabbar is a golden retriever, 10 years old, and the other fellow is a nuisance right now. We adopted him from the streets. And my parents were there with me. They love what I do and I love them <laughs> because my father has been the inspiration behind what I've done. So that's a long introduction about it. Yes. Thank you for sharing that glimpse into your life, Sandeep. And it looks like you do have a very meaningful and a very 360 degree life with, with everybody around you. And I want to come to that. But before that, can you share a little bit more about how you came to be where you are today. You spoke about your, your father being an inspiration. What other incidents or people have shaped you as a person? Yeah, I think the first thing, like I said, you know, my father has been behind my inspiration. He was, you know, I still remember he talking about the fact that when he came from the north of India to the south, he worked for National Textile Corporation, hardly had a rupee in his hand with four children or three children at that time. I was born after he came to the South and educated all four of us. All of us are standing on our own legs. Very successful, I should say. I think their commitment, by their direction, their journey has kind of inspired me. In all the course of, uh, uh, you know, interestingly, when uh, I'm right now doing my Harvard program, and they asked me to share my journey and your question and the response was that I love the idea of the summit, right? Even though uh, everybody says, oh, I need to scale and reach the summit for me, the journey itself is perfect. And if I need to summarize, like the Mount Everest, uh, there are three or four base camps I've had in life which have taught me some lessons. The first one, I think, was very happy-go-lucky, not very ambitious, I should say. Even though I was, but I wasn't too in your face ambitious. I think there was a point when I was doing the program at Talisma, which was a company I worked for, and there was a four-day workshop, and it shook me up, and it said that, you know, what are you doing? And I think the first intervention that could create open my eyes toward there's so much more to give. And that kind of, if, if people remember me prior to the listener to where they see me today and they called me up as well, saying that, well, what's happened to you? So it's been, it's been interesting. The second intervention which happened was predominantly in, in, in IBM and I was IBM today and Pash who's a senior partner at PWC. They kind of backed me up saying that, you know, uh, go charter, uh, or we'll be, be there. And when you have that push from the leader, I think that's when things happen. Uh, and I think being that intrapreneurial like me was a difficult task, but I think that capitulated me to having bigger BNL responsibilities, larger people responsibilities, being on my own. So that sense of independence, I think was incredible. For me, the third, uh, journey was when I was consulting with NatWest and with IBM, but one fight day, you know, I just jokingly mentioned and she was immediately good to latch up. It was Suzanne who was heading NatWest and I said, I've written this strategy, 
more than happy to execute. And she said, yeah, I think there's a saying, right? You take one risk in your life, uh, you don't take two. I think that was the risk of my life in terms of doing something good, but that's when I landed up in this world of GCCs, being on the other side of the table, very different picture. And I think the last one has been this three and a half years, being at the helm of affairs, having that independence, having that larger responsibility with people and the challenges. There was good chaos. And I think this three and a half years journey has taught me so much about people. We use a lot of big words like empathy. And for me, this fundamental is you believe in people, believe in you, and that's when great things happen and that's when trust builds. So for me, those have been my base camps. Thank you, Sandeep, so much for sharing, using that metaphor of base camps. And you're right, because if I see back at my life, the people I first started to work with me wouldn't recognize who I am today because I've changed so much and I've discovered so much about myself. So I, I want to touch upon that, like believe in people and, uh, and things happen. But before going there, for you personally, what have you discovered about yourself? Who are you most authentically having gone through those experiences where you have changed the way you show up in the world? Well, there's tons of changes which happen. One thing which, uh, there's some good things in there. So, uh, you need to carry forward the good things. One is, uh, I think I people recognize me for my smile and I keep smiling even during my toughest of my days. And, uh, and I feel that, you know, this was, this happened in a program called Corner Store in IBM with they, the program is all about getting to know yourself and preparing yourself to be a partner kind of thing. And they talk about what are the good things in you kind of thing. So one of the striking things, which everybody mentioned, that's an asset which I should carry forward is, for me, that is authenticity, right? I'm not faking it. And people see it as well, you know, um, if I'm not smiling, then they know that there is a problem. A lot of times in leadership, people say that, oh, you need to hide your emotions, you need to wear a mask. And you know, I don't think so. Those times are there right now. Most of the pandemic, if you need to be authentic, you need to be truthful. For me, my expression is being that transparent. The other is the way I've changed myself. I think from background to foreground has been changed. I've always probably been on the background not confident about myself to now being in the foreground. Um, it's been a conscious effort. It's not me. It's taken a lot of hard work and effort, but, but that doesn't mean that you need to be always in the foreground and you know, be the voice of people. But I think that transition has been an interesting phase of my third is a very, probably the positive and the pitfall, both as I was completing my, my Hogan assessment is, but you know, I'm extremely passionate and sometimes, you know, it, do people catch up with the base of the passion that you have a high energy, high passion, opportunities and there are pitfalls as well of that. But I think uh, that's been one of the assets, which I think uh, has been unconscious and I don't intend to slow that down. I think it's important for a leader, especially in these times to have that base uh, and that energy. I think one last thing is for me, the authenticity is how you respect people. If you really ask me, uh, 
for me, whether that conversation with the driver in the cab or listening to my housekeeping staff on what I remember one day, one of the housekeeping staff at 7, 7.30 at night and I was walking towards the cafeteria and she was there and uh, she just saw me and I don't understand Telugu. I understand Telugu, but I don't. But she just started to speak and weep. And I was like, you know, I didn't know what happened then. But I could understand that, you know, she lost her son. And for me, it's when that moment of that people are able to express to yourself is a validation of a leader. And I think that's what we need to be. You just be what you are. And I don't think so you need to fake it because people will see it. If you fake it. So I think these are three or four things which I think are seeing and I see it in myself too. Thank you, Sandeep, for sharing that so authentically. I think your smile and your humility also is quite visible to me right now, even the way. But you also made a very important point, right, that how you have moved from the background to the foreground and how often that is also required or that's also a path in the journey of a leader. Then yet at the same time, not giving that belief in people or not giving up that foundation of what makes you who you are. And as you spoke about emotions and, and that trust and connecting with people at that level that they share their life with you. I think that's a tremendous asset. And uh, that makes you a better leader, even in the foreground. Right. So it, it might appear that these two things are like contrary to each other. But what I've seen is that the integration of this, when happens, is beautiful. I think you see uh, uh, great leaders, whether it is, you know, I, my, my favorite is Satya, Satya, a tree fresh is a Bible. If you look at each one of them, they're, they're very authentic. I don't think so. You know, uh, there's no way to hide, right? We have 2,000 people or uh, the larger ecosystem of the industry, industry, they're seeing it. So, it, you know, the probability of getting exposed is extremely high. And they know your negatives, they know your positives. So there's no point of you hiding behind and saying that, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm this, I'm trying to be this. Uh, it's not going to work. And I feel that sometimes if you wear your emotions and your sleep, you have a, a drop of tear here or there. It is okay. A lot of times in this uh, leadership coaching, and I see you know, a lot of, as if everybody is on Siachen Glacier and you know, shouting slogans and orders, you don't need to, right? Not everything is a war and not everything needs to be treated with an with all-meter attitude saying that, you know, I don't need to show my emotions because they are on the battlefield. I think as a leader, if you are what you are, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think you gave a wonderful example of Satya Nadella who grew from very simple roots and still hold those values very highly. And it, as you said, it's quite visible in his uh, communication. It's quite visible in his presence. Uh, and, and he has summarized uh, that in his book very eloquently. Yeah. So uh, given where you are right now and given the authenticity that you want to bring along and also the awareness that you have about yourself and your journey, what is it that you find most exciting and then most challenging in the work that you do today? I think the way Dale Page was three and a half years back to where we have a state 
many fruits. And I must be kidding myself saying that it's all because of fun. It's all because of effort of a team. Was, and I think as we, you know, they always you know, have a good eye for, for, for talent. And I think that's what I did. I got some amazing talent to work as leaders at Real Page. And I think they did wonders. I think the people believed in that philosophy and that vision and they stood behind it. How, you know, a glass door rating of 3.3, 3.4 when I joined to 4.4 today or not being even certified as a great place to work to top 75 or top 15 in Forbes. It's been, it's been incredible. I think it's, I totally believe that the efforts have paid off and we genuinely wanted to become a great place to work. And it's a feeling, it's not a stamp of approval that somebody gives. The opportunity is tremendous. As we have made transitions from being a public company to a private equity firm, we are changing the wheels of a moving car. We are setting ourselves more for bigger, better, uh, four times the organization we are, which requires a different vacuum, different lead. But one thing I'll say is that the opportunity is tremendous. Now, right now, the biggest challenge is talent and the war for talent in this perfect storm, which is true right now. Uh, sometimes I feel that I'm not the endeavor to talent acquisition leader, but it's fine. I think those challenges are always there. But I'll say that whether it is good times or bad times or challenging times or opportunities, I think fundamentally, if you do three things right, uh, give people the clarity, enable them to do the job and keep motivating them, you'll be successful in anything which you do. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It is, you know, like Simon Sinek says, the why doesn't change how and the what will keep changing based on time. But if you get the why clear, I think you're sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And also those three steps, which are quite simple uh, or, or might look simple, but they can be quite uh, complicated in practice. And one of the reasons I am doing this interviews or this series of interviews is to bring out those stories which are often not seen or not heard by people. And that can create a particular impression of a leader, which might not be accurate or which might not be the full picture. So is there something which people misunderstand about you? Oh, there are tons of things which people don't misunderstand. But I don't know, I can't recollect any major misunderstandings, but I think perceptions, I would say misunderstandings, perception of a leader. Say, for example, when you're ambitious, can be perceived to be individually than teams or perception about how you engage or how you motivate or how passionate you are. Because passion doesn't, you know, like say, for example, that sometimes I don't have to win words to tell people, say, better get along. Sometimes it might be perceived that, no, you need to understand our basis, not the same as what your case is. So as a leader, you have tons of perceptions or misunderstandings. Uh, but my date is that if you start course correcting them, then you're doomed because you, know, you will not be your authentic self because you're then trying to 
emote yourself to someone you are not, you are not. I recently I did the as part of the Harvard leadership coaching session. Did the yoga assessment. It gave me tons of things about about that, and it's it's good to reflect back. And one of the things which they say as well is that you need to be conscious of that, but you don't need to do specifically say that. Oh, okay, I need to do this change to what I what I'm perceived outside as. So I think whether it is industry networking, yeah, you are based on the industry, you're networking with them, you're learning from the industry. That doesn't mean that somebody is caught up. There are things which people do for, things people do for uh, what you want to. Yes, there will be, there, there have been, there will be many misunderstandings and many perception changes. But I'm happy at the end of the day when you yourself are happy and the people who are supporting you are happy. Exactly. And I think you answered the, ne- the second part of the question as well. And it is so beautiful because, uh, yes, you cannot change people's perception. But the moment you are aware of it, I think what you said, right? If you are aware of them consciously, then you can stand in your own authenticity, in your own ground. And, and sometimes it might m- mean being flexible, but at other times it might... It might be being tough or being straight and direct uh, about sharing your opinion and and then let other people uh, deal with their own stuff as human beings. I think uh, we are all human beings. We all have perceptions. And what you said is like being authentic in your journey is what adds meaning and what makes the whole experience worthwhile. So thank you for sharing that. No, I think, uh, uh, like I said, nobody is perfect in this world. Actually, it's imperfections is what makes us so beautiful human beings. I feel sometimes in the world, we have a lot of me too culture, you know, uh, and social media is amplified that me too culture. We live somebody else's lives. We try to portray the picture of that Mr. Ratan Tata or Abdul Kalam or Satya Nadella and all of them. Yes, they are inspiring leaders. Yes, they are super humans. But at the same time, they had their own share of problems and issues which they dealt with. We don't speak about it. But in the same time, if I'm sitting here, there will, there will be people judging you, right? right? From the clothing you're wearing to the way you're speaking, to the way you're answering questions. I feel that if you are conscious about yourself and some things which you need to correct, you're correcting over a period of time. I think you're fine. It's giving you joy. It's giving you joy. Um, it's giving people the joy of working. Super important because that's the true validation of you as an evolution. Yeah, yes. It's interesting. Yesterday I got now. Another beauty of the program is that they send you, they send 50 people the email and they don't ask you for the 360 degrees, but they're asking you story. That's what we will remember as a chairman. That's what we will remember as a Kutta for. I will remember his background, which had beautiful pictures with a red color wall and the kind of questions he asked me. That's how I remember. Yeah. Thank you, Sandeep. I think you're reminding me so when I was in Bangalore, I used to live in Indranagar. And then there used to be a mango tree on the street outside. And one day my, my mother was visiting me. And and there were some kids who were throwing stones at, to get the mangoes out of the tree. 
And she told me that the children throw stones at only those trees that have fruit. Uh, and yet the tree continues to grow its uh, fruit. So when you were talking about judgments or when you were talking about those perceptions, I was reminded of that. And then um, how you continue to move forward, as you said, from one base camp to another, toward your summit, despite or including or even loving all of that which comes along the path. Because chasing any summit or climbing any mountain is not easy. But again, it's not about the summit. As you said, it's about the journey which makes the whole experience worthwhile. And, and one more thing which I, fortunately I met uh, uh, Satya in the flight and, uh, and I took a picture. I, it was such a fanboy moment that I forgot to, uh, you know, that elevator pitch was gone out of the door and he was with the family so I didn't want to kind of intrude in his privacy. And recently I met my other guru, Marshall Goldsmith and I swear by what what you hear will not get you there. So that base camp to base camp, right? You know, we'll have those imperfections. Some of them we want to the next one where it checks some weight because when the oxygen will be less, the lighter you are, the better you walk. So it's all about that, right? That you shed that weight which you're carrying on your shoulders. But the weight which we don't shed is these this question which you're asking, right? And sorry I'm spending a little more time than usual. So so it there's a beautiful movie, I think, and I keep saying this in my uh, conversations with Maya Azadu. Uh, it's an Amitabh movie. Not many people would have watched it, but I request everybody to watch it. And he actually, he's been given a task to speak and he's given a script. He throws the script out of the door and he says, Hum, Badevil, train. You're not letting go of that baggage and keeping it on the side. I feel most of the time, these pitfalls, this these impressions, these perceptions, this thing we carry on our head saying that what does that other person think? I think that way is what doesn't let go of us to from one camp to the other. Thank you, Sandeep. I think that's profound. And it's so accurate as well, that invisible weight which we always carry on and which makes the journey difficult, but also like for our own reasons, not for something external. Yeah, but to carry that analogy forward, what are some of the base camps or even summits that lie ahead for you in this journey? I think for me, I'm still trying to find myself. One thing is for sure that the reason why I'm doing my program is the next portal or the base camp for me is looking at why I'm supporting a journey, what I can do. That's been a long cherished dream. Having failed multiple times, I really want to, I have it in me to do something. Yeah, that's something which, which I'm sure is in the vicinity. The other is, the other thing which I'm extremely passionate about is giving back. And one of the things which I'm dabbling with is whatever I do, it's not for the money. Yes, it is about the passion, that thing which you want to achieve, but it's also about leaving behind something. There was a, there was a reel which I was watching social media. So it came up this lady says that I love when somebody who's old is planting a tree because that person is not going to sit in the shade of that tree. I think for every individual, there comes a time when you think like that, that I want to create something which is not for you, but you leave behind for people to probably enjoy or, and for me, that last but all camp 
is all about giving back. So those are, uh, the other one is I'm fulfilling it, but not to the fullest, which I probably can. Uh, and that's what I want. Yeah. So first of all, thank you, obviously, again, for sharing that. But I, w- I want to just ask you on the second one, right? How How would you want to leave the world different because you were there? What's your definition of giving back, right? I think I think if a few people say thank you for what you did, and it brought some smiles for our people, and this is off the hook, and I want to tell the listeners, I want to tell the listeners that he didn't send me the questions before. So this is coming straight from the heart. I think if people say so, and if probably I can create one or two people who get inspired and follow that tree that, so that the change that continues. And it's not lineage that my son will continue this. Even if I can inspire a couple of people or two or three people who probably will pass this baton on and say that, yes, he led a fulfilling life. He created something for us. I think I should continue with that dream forward. I think it will be extremely successful. Thank you for sharing that from the bottom of your heart. I think I can feel that and I appreciate And I'm sure you are already inspiring a lot of people and there's a lot more to come. So thank you for sharing this part of you, which we often don't appreciate or talk about at work. But I think this is quite meaningful, which in many ways drive our actions or drive our emotions or what gives us meaning and satisfaction in the end. Thank you for doing that. So before we end, is there any lasting thoughts that you would like to share for anybody who might be listening? I'd say just be you. Have the clarity, the purpose, the vision. Have the guts to to do it. Develop that capability because it doesn't, there's nothing like God gift. You need to put in your hard work to be capable. Motivate yourself and motivate the others to do it. The more authentic you are and chase your dreams. And if you have put in the blood sweat behind it, you will be successful. There's more two ways about it. I totally believe in the big philosophy behind secret, secrets book. I think the poets in the past have said this as well, but I completely believe that if you are in it, then you'll be it. Thank you. Yeah. So for anybody who is listening and who wants to reach out to you, because I'm sure this is very inspirational and also very touching for people who will listen to it. How can people find out more about you or reach out to you? I'm, I'm very social media savvy. You can reach out, you can listen, you can reach out to me on Instagram, uh, Sandeep Sinwal. Uh, you can reach tweet, tweet. I think Sandeep on this person well, LinkedIn, Sandeep, be sure. So LinkedIn, Instagram, I think I'm free on Facebook as well. So there's a saying, right? If the students are ready, the teacher will arrive. I think we'll find ways to reach and connect with each other. So any media respite, and I assure you that you will get a response. And I'm not somebody who's not responsive. Just please do it. Add a light saying that you saw this and you came forward. Otherwise, there are tons of requests which we come and we need to keep it clean. But otherwise, in all case, you can. If anybody who's listening and they want to connect, they can read my poetry. They can find other way biking trips. Everything is there on Instagram. Thank you, Sandeep. I will make sure to add the links to your social media handles uh, with the show notes. 
and and I love how you showed or displayed your commitment, right? This is where you started that you learned this from your father, but you very, in a matter of fact, said, said that you will re receive a response. There's no two questions about it. And to me, that shows your commitment. And I just want to bring it out because it's it's so simple to ignore, but it's so important when it comes to leadership or even just living a good life. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you so much. This has been, I think I need to have a recording of this because I, I, I felt uh, some of these questions are probing and you would want to reflect back on it when you are thinking this through as well. So thank you so much for this. And so it came from nowhere on LinkedIn. When you reached out, I don't know how you reached out to me, but this has been an incredible 30, 40 minutes conversation. Thank you, Sandeep. And I think that's that's my job, asking probing and provocative questions sometimes. And thank you for your openness. Thank you for everything you shared. And I wish you all the best in like in, in the journey towards the next base camp or the, or the summit that you're headed towards. Thank you so much, Samir. You take care and have a great career ahead uh, in coaching people and inspiring more from your conversations with leaders or your conversations itself. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself but also for those around you. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. I say what might be uncomfortable for me to say or for you to hear, to show you that all our dreams which have been on hold are within our grasp. If you like the sound of it, do not forget to leave a rating. I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter at deployyourself.com newsletter. You can also reach out on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook to share any other comment or feedback. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.